The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. It's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pin tweet for the at LockBetting.com Twitter account is the PL. For the previous month over at lockbetting.com. It's always the PL for the previous month. You're currently looking at the month of November still, but in the next 48 hours, we will be swapping that over for the month of December. So you can see the December PL, that was the 115th month in a row of Transparent Trap Profit. So we are just five months away from being undefeated for a decade. And you'll be able to see all of the futures picks. For the World Cup, so you'll be able to see those on the December PL in the next 48 hours. So make sure you check them out. And then, if you want, you can sign up for the service for 2023 as we look for 116 months in a row of transparent track profit. So, moving on with this edition of the EPL show, as we look at match day 18, match day 17 was massively successful for us. I did say to be cautious. We were cautious, but we were very successful with a vast majority of our picks. And of course, we landed the lock once again, strengthening our lock record for this year. So the match day 18 slate actually begins tomorrow night. We have two games tomorrow, but for a vast majority of the time, they'll be happening simultaneously. West Ham at home to Brentford kicks off just 15 minutes before Liverpool versus Leicester. So we'll begin with West Ham against Brentford, where West Ham are the even money favourites to win the game. It's 5-2 on the draw, and it's 11-4 here on Brentford. It looked like West Ham were on the way to an upset against Arsenal for at least 45 minutes, but then Arsenal took them apart in the second half asking questions of the West Ham defence that the West Ham defence couldn't answer. As for Brentford, they also lost a lead of their own when they were pegged back from 2-0 up against Tottenham, ending up finishing with a 2-2 draw. So I'm expecting goals here in this game, considering both teams were involved in matches that produced four goals on match day 17. Four of Brentford's last five Premier League games have actually featured 
at least three goals. Brentford have actually drawn five of the last seven competitive games, with two of them ending 2-2. And it would not surprise me to see another 2-2 here. It would also not surprise me to see Ivan Tony scoring. He's been in form pretty much since being rejected from the England squad. But he's been in form a little bit longer than actually. He's actually scored 12 goals in 17 competitive appearances this season. So I'm expecting goals here. I'm not confident about the defence of either team. West Ham and Brentford have conceded 14 goals between them in their last eight combined matches as well. So I think we could see another high scoring affair. I'm confident that it will be able to get over two and a half goals. And that selection is actually available for you at plus money at the price of 21 to 20. So given the data, we'll take that as our opening lean here for the show. Up next, we move on to that game between Liverpool and Leicester City, where Liverpool are the 1-3 to favourites. It's 5-1 to one on the draw, and it's 17-20 to 20 here on Leicester. This is a game, again, where I think there will be goals, and I think Leicester will be able to score against Liverpool. And we are taking... Very, very strong data when we take that pick here for both teams to score here in this game. Liverpool have conceded in all of their last five Premier League matches, whilst Leicester have scored in eight of their last 11 top flight games. But Liverpool have won three straight coming into this, and I expect it to be four in a row. And I would not dissuade you from attacking Liverpool onto this both teams to score selection, or rather attacking both teams to score onto the selection of Liverpool on the money line. Liverpool and both teams to score is available at 2-1 to one plus 200. And given that I feel very strongly that Liverpool will win this game, and given that I feel very strongly that Leicester will be able to score here, given the fact that Liverpool have conceded in each of their last five in the EPL, I think Liverpool and both teams to score at 2-1 to one plus 200 offers you extraordinary value here for this game. We won't be covering the Saturday morning game between Wolves and Manchester United. That will be covered exclusively over on Bet MEFC. So we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. We start with a game between Bournemouth and Crystal Palace, where Bournemouth are the 2-1 home underdogs. It's 9-4 on the draw, and Crystal Palace here are the 6-4 favourites. Palace are the better team on paper, but the way Palace played on match day 17, I'm very hesitant to take him as an away favourite here. I would actually prefer to take Bournemouth to get something from this game. Bournemouth don't really offer up too much value on the double chance market at 4-7, to seven, so we would be taking Bournemouth here as a pick at plus money odds. If you shop around, you can probably get a better line than this. But as I'm looking at it at the moment, Bournemouth in the draw no bet market, which pushes if the game is a draw, but wins if Bournemouth win is available at the price of 11 to 10. Crystal Palace have been poor travellers this season. They've managed just one win in seven attempts away from home in the EPL and they've only scored five goals in the process. They're coming off a 3-0 defeat against Fulham last time out and I think Bournemouth can definitely get something from this game. They have three wins in their last five at home. They are currently going through a slump. 
But I think this game against Crystal Palace, who travelled poorly, offers them a chance to take something from this game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I have no doubt about that. The under two and a half goals is juiced for a reason. That one is available for you here at the price of four to six minus one fifty. It could be worth looking at the under. And parlaying that together with Bournemouth on the double chance market, if you have somewhere where you can build a bet, um, such as the um, sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, WinBet, where you can build bets there, that could be a good option here for this game. Up next, we move on to the game here between Fulham and Southampton, where Fulham are the even money home favourites here. It's 13-5 on the draw and it's 11-4 on Southampton. I'm quite high on Fulham to have some regression in this second part of the season. But ultimately, I'm more high on Southampton to go down. And I'm very high on my theory that Nathan Jones is a poor appointment. And we saw that last time out. Southampton were extremely poor against Brighton. We were lucky to cash our selection on both teams to score over at lock betting. But um, as I said, we had a very good match day 17 and both teams to score in that Southampton game was one of our winners. Here I'm just taking a straight up money line selection on Fulham. They were impressive when winning 3-0 against Crystal Palace last time. They've been strong at home all season with Manchester City, sorry, with Man United and Newcastle, the only visiting teams to win at Craven Cottage. And Man United needed to do it late, four or five minutes into injury time via a bit of magic from Ganacho. So we were on our way to a 1 1 draw there before that late goal. Fulham are too strong here for Southampton, in my opinion. They were beaten 3-1 at home to Brighton on Boxing Day, as I mentioned. And I do not believe this managerial appointment is going to work. I think if you guys um, took Southampton to get relegated at 13-8, you got some good value there. That selection has now moved to 6-5 plus 120. I still think there's good value there as I'm almost certain that this team, along with Bournemouth, will be two of the teams that go down this season. And then it could be anyone of Nottingham Forest, Wolves, Leeds, maybe Leicester. Um, I don't think West Ham and Everton are in a conversation for me. But um, I definitely believe that Bournemouth will go down with Southampton. And I believe Fulham will be able to get the win here to make things even worse for the Saints who are already bottom of the table. So Fulham on the money line, my simple selection here for this one. Up next, we look at a game between Man City and Everton, where Man City are the overwhelming favourites here at 1-7. to It's 15-2 to here on the draw, and Everton are the 18-1 to dogs. Difficult to know what to do with this one, because um, when you have Man City like this as such a short favourite, they're very, very juiced, and they're very, very juiced on the handicap markets as well. I'm going to punt for Manchester City to win this with a clean sheet. Manchester City to win to nil is available at even money plus 100. Everton are without a win, without sorry, Everton without a Premier League goal away from home since the start of October and have scored just 12 times this entire season. Man City have kept a clean sheet in 40% of their matches so far this season and I think this will add to that tally. The only thing I'm worried about and the reason why this isn't in the lock category is because Manchester City still have some defenders to come back. They're easing them back from the from the World Cup. It's strange because Pep Guardiola made the comment that the players coming back from the World Cup seem fitter than the players that didn't go as if the World Cup players were going to fit straight back into the team. But that hasn't happened 
We haven't seen uh, Cancelo and Diaz and these are the defenders that I want to see in the team if I want to take a big play on Manchester City to win to nil. At the moment, it's just going to be a lean. It's not going to be the lock on the show, but this may show up on the lock betting card at the weekend. So Manchester City to win to nil is a selection here at the price of even money plus 100. The final game from the three o'clock kickoffs see Newcastle at home to Leeds where Newcastle are the 8-15 favourites. It's 18-5 on the draw and it's 6-1 here on Leeds. Starting to believe in Newcastle to go to Leicester and to basically win the game in the first 20 minutes. That's pretty impressive. I'm expecting another fast start here from Newcastle. My selection here to give you the most value is Newcastle in the halftime full-time market. So Newcastle will be winning in the in, in the first half, winning at half time, and then to win the game at full time. That actually pays out at 64 plus 150. I think that gives you some good value here. Newcastle are unbeaten in 11 Premier League games that have won eight of those, and they've been leading at half time and have gone on to win the game at full time in seven of their last nine. Whereas Leeds, they've conceded in the first half of 73% of their game so far this season, and that even cashed in a game against Manchester City. It looked like they were going to get to the half nil nil, and they conceded very, very late on through Rodri. To be honest, they should have gone down earlier. Erling Haaland um, wasn't really informing at the first half. He missed some uncharacteristic chances. And uh, Jack Grealish, he was absolutely woeful, skying one over the bar from, from about six yards out. So they should have been losing against Manchester City. Obviously, Newcastle aren't in the same bracket as Manchester City yet. But um, I do think they'll be able to utilise the the home crowd and the momentum and be able to get a first half lead and see it through. So big value on that selection. Newcastle halftime, full time. And that's available at 6-5 plus 150. Final game on Saturday. The late game is between Brighton and Arsenal, where Arsenal are the 11-10 away favourites. It's 5-2 on the draw. And it's the same price on Brighton as the home underdog. I'm not really on the Arsenal train in terms of Arsenal being title contenders. I do believe they'll fade away. And um, it's spots like this that will really test Arsenal. Are they genuine title contenders or are they going to fade away? And are Manchester City just going to comfortably win the title with Erlen Haaland scoring 40 plus goals this season? I think this is the type of game that Arsenal can win. I think where Arsenal are going to struggle it's going to be when teams try to sit in with a defensive low block. I don't believe that Arsenal have enough attacking options or enough creativity to break those teams down. And I don't believe they have the right number nine to take those half chances in a tight game. If Manchester City are up against a team that play in a low block, they can find a way to get, to ball, get the ball to Haaland. They can find it via a cross or they can create one half chance for him and he may score. I don't believe Arsenal can win those games. This is going to be a football match. This is going to be an end-to-end football match the way De Zerbi likes it. And I think this will suit Arsenal. And I do think they'll be able to pick up another win here. The Gunners conceded first against West Ham last time out, but fought back to a 3-1 win. And I think they'll be able to beat a Brighton side who at home have only managed one win in their last four. So I'm going to ride Arsenal here. Ultimately, I don't think they're going to challenge for the league. But I do believe stylistically this is a good matchup for them. And I'll take them here at the price of 11-10 to pick up the away win against Brighton. Before we move on to Sunday's games which will be the New Year's Day games. Let me take a quick time out here to tell you guys about WinBet. As you know, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. 
WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same gay parlays. You also get reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of the game. To get involved, you can sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. So moving on to Sunday's games, we begin with the two o'clock kickoff between Tottenham and Aston Villa where Tottenham are available at 7-10 to 10 on the money line. It's 29-10 to 10 on the draw, and it's 4-1 to 1 here on Aston Villa. Tottenham are significantly better at home than they are away from home. Now, it's not uncommon in soccer to say that a team are much better at home than they are away from home, but Tottenham are clearly significantly better at home than they are away from home. They are poor travellers and ultimately it could be their away record that ends up costing them Champions League football this season. At home, Tottenham have won six of their eight home league games in the Premier League, but they have now conceded first in each of their last nine games in all competitions. It's absolutely ridiculous. They continue to do this nearly every single game. Tottenham fans don't understand it. They don't understand why they keep conceding the first goal. And they're even more confused by why, when they do concede, they're able to mount these insane comebacks. They came back into the game against Liverpool. They had a crazy comeback against Leeds. They were 2-0 down against Brentford and got a point on match day 17. So this is a team who are beginning to really frustrate their own supporters. And I can really make a case for Tottenham to win this game. But at the same time, I can make a strong case for Villa scoring. Firstly, Tottenham have conceded first in each of their last nine competitive games in all competitions, as we said. But also, Aston Villa have scored in each of their last four games. So, Unai Emery is getting something out of these players. So, whereas usually I take Tottenham in this spot, I take Tottenham automatically at home on the money line, uh, going up against opposition in the bottom half. This is the type of game that Tottenham win and have been winning so far this season. Ultimately, I cannot ignore the data for both teams to score. Both teams to score is available at 4-5 minus 125. I think that does offer up some significant value. And if you really want to ride the data here, you can go with Aston Villa to score the first goal in this game. Aston Villa to score first in this game is available for you at 5-2 to two, plus 250. And given that it's happened nine times in a row involving Tottenham, I think that selection also provides you with some significant value here for this game. If you also want another long shot, you can take Tottenham to win from behind. Tottenham to win from behind is available at 9-1. to one. So this doesn't mean Tottenham have to be down at half time. This means Tottenham can go behind at any stage in the game and can win this game. So if Tottenham even score a first goal and Aston Villa then go 2-1 up and Tottenham win 3-2, you still cash this bet. But obviously the way we're looking at it 
is for Tottenham to concede the first goal, something that they've done in the last nine straight games, and then to come back and win it. So um, a couple of selections I like here. I think both teams to score is the standout given the data, but I also like to ride Tottenham as a as a home favourite against opposition in the bottom half. It's been an automatic W throughout this season, and this is the type of game that Tottenham should, should, and usually usually do win. The final game of New Year's Day and the final game of this slate features Nottingham Forest at home to Chelsea, where Nottingham Forest are the 4-1 home underdogs. It's 11-4 on the draw, and Chelsea are the 3-4 favourites here to pick up the win. I think this is the type of game that Chelsea have to be winning They won against Bournemouth 2-0 last time out. They looked really good in the first half and I thought they were going to cement that performance with a couple more goals in the second half and show that they are still in a race for the top four and show that they can take a team like Bournemouth apart. But they didn't. They didn't really play in the second half. They just laboured to a 2-0 win. And perhaps that's down to the Christmas schedule. Perhaps Chelsea just wanted to stay in second or third gear in that second half and didn't need to score any more goals. But it got a little bit interesting towards the end as Bournemouth started to create chances in the last 10 minutes. I think if you had Chelsea to win to nil, you would have been nervous. But ultimately, they did what they needed to do. They got that win. They cashed the first leg of our lock parlay and Manchester City cashed the second half the next day. So um, Chelsea do come into this with some sort of momentum. They have won their previous seven clashes with Nottingham Forest. That isn't really relevant data because uh, team personnel changes so much, but it is some historical data that I do like to mention for um, American followers because that is actually relevant in the in the NFL. Because sometimes when a team have your number, a team have your number year after year after year. Um, Chelsea, though, what is more relevant, have won eight of their last 11 visits to promoted sides. So when they come up against this inferior opposition on the road, Chelsea do notoriously find a way to win. They are coming off that win against Bournemouth and they meet a Nottingham Forest side here who have lost six of their last nine clashes with teams in the top half. So this should definitely be an away win for Chelsea on paper. They're coming up against a side who don't fare well against superior opposition. This Nottingham Forest side have also failed to score in all but one of their clashes with the current top seven. And they've conceded 23 times in nine meetings with teams in the top half. So Chelsea should be able to win and they should be able to score goals. Forest have only scored against Liverpool in the top seven. And um, everybody's scoring against Liverpool this season. Forrest actually went on to win that game. It was a major upset. But we've also seen Tottenham come to Nottingham Forest and win comfortably. And Tottenham are woeful away from home. If Graham Potter's team are going to have any kind of impact on the top four, if they're going to challenge for Champions League football this season, this is the type of game that they should be winning. The schedule over Christmas has been favourable to them. Yes, you are playing Manchester City next, but if you can pick up six points against the newly promoted teams going into your home game against Manchester City, 
you should definitely be able to compete in that game. There's no excuse for Chelsea to not be competitive against Manchester City with all the money that they've spent. And don't forget, this is a better Chelsea team than the team that beat Manchester City in a Champions League final in 2021. So I think seven points out of nine from Chelsea's three games would be a very, very solid return. But in order to do that, they need to win this game against Nottingham Forest. And I do think that they will win this game against Nottingham Forest. So my lean is going to be for Chelsea on the money line at a price of 7-10 to 10 here in this one. Closing out with your lock on the show. This was always going to be a tricky match day because it's the match day that's sandwiched in between the first and the last match day of the Christmas period. We have three match days and this is the middle one. Teams could be looking ahead to what they want to do for their next game. For example, there's some huge games. Arsenal playing Newcastle. Chelsea are playing against Manchester City. So when you're looking ahead to those games, it's difficult to focus on these games. We may see some players rotated. There's no way the players that went to the World Cup can come here and play three games in a row. Or can they? Will we see somebody like Saka playing three games for Arsenal? Will we see... Rafa Varane playing the entire Christmas period for Manchester United after being in the World Cup final, not just the World Cup. He played all the way to the World Cup final. Obviously, for someone like Haaland at Manchester City, he didn't play in the World Cup. He's fresh. He's raring to go. He should play every minute of the game. So team selection is going to be key here. For me, I would usually be taking Tottenham in this spot but you can't trust them at the moment, especially when they go goal down. There may be a better in-play opportunity rather than taking them at 7-10. to 10. Plus, Unai Emery has made a good start as the Aston Villa manager. Um, Fulham, they should win at home to Southampton, but I'm very hesitant to lock up Fulham, a team that I very much think will have regression in this second part of the season. So, ultimately, I have landed on Chelsea. Chelsea are a team who definitely should be challenging for the top four. They should not be written off for the top four at this stage. That's what a lot of people did after 15 games. I made the point of saying that it would not be as simple as that. As Chelsea come into this game, they sit in eighth place in the table. Just two points ahead of Fulham. That's despite winning their last game. They're level on points with Brighton, which is Potter's formal team. But if you analyse it a little bit more carefully, they're one point behind Liverpool, who are considered to be absolute shoo-ins. And Chelsea are the team out of the two who have better squad depth. I understand that Liverpool have the better 11. I understand Liverpool have been better over the last five, six years. But Chelsea have better squad depth than Liverpool. If Liverpool lose a couple of key players, Chelsea will be in a better position than Liverpool to make a charge for the top four. But at the moment, there's only one point separating them. Whilst Liverpool are seen as massive favourites to be in this top four, they are currently five points behind Man United. They are six points behind Tottenham, but they have a game in hand. And they are nine points behind Newcastle with a game in hand. But nobody knows if Newcastle are going to be able to sustain what they're doing. So Chelsea aren't out of it. But if they want to stay in it, they need to win games like this against Nottingham Forest, especially for all the reasons that we outlined. Specifically, that Forest have been very, very poor against teams 
in this position in the table where we're looking at teams in the top seven, which is where Chelsea are, or they're not at the moment, but where they should ultimately be. They should be in that top seven, definitely. They should actually be in the top four, if we're being honest. And uh, Forest have not fared well against teams like this. Forest have failed to score in all but one of their clashes with the current top seven. They've conceded 23 times in nine meetings with teams in the top half. And Chelsea have won their previous seven clashes with Nottingham Forest, whilst they've won eight of their last 11 visits to newly promoted teams. Forest have lost six of their nine clashes with teams in the top half. So everything here points to Chelsea picking up the win. That'll put them on to six points for the Christmas period. Going into the game against Manchester City, they then play Manchester City twice. So it's very likely that Chelsea are going to be knocked out of the FA Cup by Manchester City, much like they were knocked out of the League Cup by Manchester City. That's only going to leave them playing for the Champions League and top four football. So again, this game is absolutely crucial. I'm sure the reality of the situation is known to the players. It's known to Graham Potter. If we're talking about it here, we know that Chelsea know their own situation. So this is a must-win game as far as I'm concerned. So your lock here for this show is going to be Chelsea on the money line on Sunday, on New Year's Day. And that's going to be at the price of three to four. We've already mentioned it. The EPL schedule is hectic. I'll be back with another edition of the EPL show as early as Sunday because there's no break. There's games on Sunday and match day 19 immediately starts up on Monday as we navigate our way through this Christmas period. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.